Woo, hallelujah. Something powerful is on the way. And so he says, now, now this was almost 2,000 years ago that the writer of Hebrews wrote this, but now introduced the new covenant, not the kingdoms of men, but the kingdom of God. There was a new law that said if you're going to get in this kingdom, you got to do more than just follow Ten Commandments written on a stone that was broken that nobody seemed to be able to go along with anyway. This time it's not going to be by the blood of bulls and goats, but by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, the mighty God who laid down his life for us at Calvary. And so understanding that, knowing that now, when he shakes, this end time shaking, it's not going to be just a shaking of a kingdom of man, but the old heavens, the old atmosphere, the whole world is being shaken around us. Verse 27 signifies, he said, the removing of those things that are shaken, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28 says we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved or cannot be shaken. Everybody say we're talking about the kingdom of God. It is the church. All other kingdoms will fall or be removed according to the, the, the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy and of the dream and interpretation that Nebuchadnezzar had of all the kingdoms of the earth, beginning with the kingdom of Babylon that ruled the earth, and then the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians, and then the kingdom of Greece and the kingdom of Rome, and then in the end, the kingdom of the Antichrist or the revival of the Roman Empire. But let me tell you, through it all, uh, what John what Daniel said he saw a stone that was hewn not by hand come on this wasn't made by man this is not a manly kingdom this is a kingdom that's an eternal spiritual kingdom and he said that stone was cast at the feet of that image and every kingdom represented a power of this earth and of man was crumbled and came as ashes and were scattered by the winds to the four corners of the earth. And that stone, how many knows who that stone is? <laughs> that rock is Jesus. It was not hewn out of the mountain by man. It was not of man. He was the almighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the wonderful Counselor. Come on. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. But every kingdom of man shall crumble, shall be shaken, shall fall, and shall be removed. Today, in our time, I've been in the church now, received the Holy Ghost when I was 10 years old, baptized in Jesus' name. So without telling you my age, 62 years now, I've been in the church. I can see some of y'all's Mathematical minds are spinning. He must be 72. That's right, for another month or two. But anyway, understanding all that's going on today in all these 62 years and all my 70, almost 73 years of living, of all my 55 years of preaching the gospel, Pastor, I've never seen such a shaking 
as what we're seeing today. This is not just a shaking in the United States of America. This is a shaking all across the whole world. I don't know when we have ever seen or if any of you are old enough that you can remember a time when you ever saw a shaking such as there is in the world today. And I'm telling you that this shaking is not coincidence. And this shaking didn't, didn't just decide to happen one day. And you can blame it on China. You can blame it on Trump. You can blame it on Biden. You can blame it on... But I'm telling you, before we leave here tonight, I hope you understand that God is orchestrating everything that is going on in this world today. No man can turn it around. No man can change it. What God has ordained will come to pass. What God has prophesied will take place. And every kingdom of this earth shall be shaken and shall be removed. We can, we can try to make America great, but I'm telling you that America will fall also. Come on. Every kingdom of this earth I, I, don't, I don't rejoice in that. I love America. I thank God for America. I pray for America. I pray for the leaders of our country. I pray that somehow in some way we can get back to the righteousness that we once had because let me tell you, the only thing that can make America great is not everybody having a big bank account, everybody having a job, uh, no more violence in the street. No, the only thing that can make God great or this country great is if they turn back to God. The Savior is not a man. Those that are looking for a Savior and a man are going to be handed the Antichrist on a silver platter and you will bow down and worship him and you will take the number of his name and you will worship him and be lost eternally if that is your Savior. But if you realize there's only one God, there's only one Lord, there's only one faith, there's only one Savior, and his name is Jesus, Woo! you cannot be shaken. And I said, you cannot be shaken. You cannot be shaken. We're witnessing with our own eyes a great shaking. Not only in our country, but all over this world. Not just in the earth, but he said this time, even in the heavens. For we know the prince of the air. The Bible calls Satan the prince of the air. When he was cast out of heaven, he said, woe unto you inhabitants of the earth. But he's not only in the earth, the Bible said there would be wickedness in high places, in heavenly places, in the atmosphere, if you please. The devil has principalities in this earth and in the air. The scripture talks about over certain cities and certain countries, there was the prince of Persia, there was the prince of Egypt, there was the prince of Babylonia. Understand that Satan has orchestrated his demonic forces to cover this earth and every city in it. And that's why God said, I'm going to destroy everything. Even the elements of the air shall melt with fervent heat when God destroys this earth and makes a new earth. 
But in the midst of all this, God says, I'm going to build a kingdom. Whoa, hallelujah. And this kingdom, while every other kingdom is crumbling and falling and all the principalities of the air, I want you to know we've been doing some praying and fasting around here. If you want to know what wipes out the principalities of darkness and of the air, you start praying and fasting. Amen. Hallelujah. The angel came to, to Daniel and said, Hey, I heard you 21 days ago. You started your fast. And you thought nobody heard but I heard you and I'm sent for what you've been praying and fasting for. But even that mighty angel, Gabriel, the proclaimer, the announcer, the messenger angel, was hindered from coming to Daniel. He said, the prince of Persia withstood me for three weeks 21 days but he said I called for one of them warrior angels <laughs> he said I carry a trumpet but he carries a sword <laughs> oh Michael <laughs> the warrior angel the fighting dude hallelujah he came and he helped me <laughs> and he came and he drove down that kingdom of Persia let me tell you that God is here tonight to tell you in his word don't you get shook up don't you come on don't you get stressed out don't you get Get worried because God is in control of his kingdom and we're part of it tonight. Woo, somebody shout hallelujah. He told us the way you get in this kingdom, you don't just sign a membership card. You don't just come up and shake a preacher's hand and we're going to vote on you and see if we want you in this church or not. No, he said the way you get in this kingdom is you got to be born again. Nicodemus says, how, how can I do that? <laughs> he said, well, it's simple. Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, he said his kingdom's come. John the Baptist came preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. But Jesus came to fulfill that teaching and said, here's how do you get into the kingdom. I don't want to just see the kingdom. I want to get in the kingdom. Come on. I don't want to just uh, hear about the kingdom. I want to be a part of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So he said, here's how it is. You've got to be born of water, baptism, if you please, in the name of Jesus, and filled with the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit, or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, what happens when we get in it? You got to stay in it. <laughs> that which cannot be shaken will remain. Everybody say remain. remain. So you got a choice. You can be shaken or you can remain. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of shaking going on. We're seeing it all around us. COVID-19. Racial strife and unrest, anarchy in the streets and in the cities and burning and looting and lawlessness, political division like we've never seen in our lifetimes, perilous times, wildfires, hurricanes, burning millions of acres, killing thousands and making many homeless 
pestilence like we've never seen, persecution, churches, can you believe that there would actually become laws in effect in our lifetime where you could not assemble legally in church? Matter of fact, we have a one of our pastors that I think today was the deadline of his hearing that he possibly faces three years in prison because he violated their law and said, we're going to go and assemble because God's word said, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Now, it is not our place to criticize that man. Let me say that again. It's not our place to criticize him. You can agree with what he did or disagree with what he did, but I believe that he did what he did because he thought he was doing the right thing. And he felt like that's what God wanted him to do. You can disagree with it or you can agree with it. It really doesn't matter because he has to answer to God, not to you or not to me. We do what we do because a man of God gets direction from the Lord and from the Holy Ghost to tell him what we need to do and when we need to do it and how we need to do it. That's why God gave us pastors. What may work in one city may not work in another city. What may work in one area of the city may not work in the other area of the city. This is why we need to get to the point where we don't question what God is doing in this end time or, or, or criticize or judge what others are doing, but make sure we're in the boat and we're not going to be shaken. We're going to stay in the ship and remain with the church of the living God. We sometimes think, you know, wow, we've had it pretty bad here in America. But I heard just, just last week on the radio in Ireland, and I know this not just by hearing on the radio, but because we've had some connections there and we've spent many weeks there, my wife and I, with the church and our churches in Ireland. They cannot, all during this whole COVID-19 thing, they, they cannot go leave their houses any further distance than five kilometers, which is about three miles. Where we lived when we were in Ireland was a good eight to ten miles from the church. That means if we were still living there and still pastoring that church, we could not go to church. People are limited to a three-mile radius of their own homes. Do you know this is, we're not talking about a few weeks of not being able to come to church. We're not talking about uh, we can sit in the comfort of our living room and watch uh, uh, the live stream service because many of them have no connection to or ability to have a live streaming service. And can you imagine, I pray for the saints of that city and for the saints of that country. Oh God, how would it be if we had to go seven or eight or ten months or a year or two and not be able to assemble ourselves together like we're doing? There's a lot of shaking going on. But I'm going to tell you something. Whew, hallelujah. I'm not trying to paint a big, bad, ugly picture. Maybe I am, but hold on to the page two because it's going to get better. 
in the midst of all this, there's only one safe place. The safe place isn't in your basement. Safe place isn't in your den. Safe place isn't behind your mask. The safe place isn't by social distancing and staying six feet away. I'm going to tell you something. The safe place and the only safe place that you can find that cannot and will not be shaken is in the body of Christ. It's in the church of the living God. I'm not saying if you're a member of the church, you won't get the COVID-19. That, I, that don't matter one way or the other. It isn't no different than getting cancer or any other kind of disease. I'm just simply saying that's not the end of the road for the child of God. Come on, death is not something to weep about, but to rejoice about that we're going on to be a better place than where we are right now. You see, we don't sorrow as others who have no hope because God has given us a hope in a better place and a better place and a resurrection day. Hallelujah. Only one safe place, stay in the church. Look over at your neighbor and say, stay in the church. Stay in Zion. Come on, stay in the kingdom of God. Outside the kingdom of God is where the shaking's going on. Uh, but I'm telling you, when every mountain has crumbled uh, and when every ocean has ripped apart and when the atmosphere melts with fervent heat, there's a body of believers uh, that have gone on to be with the Lord in the safest place that I know, on the top of Mount Zion. Well, there's a city whose builder and maker is God. The book of Luke, the third chapter, verse 16. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Woo, hallelujah. Now I want you to see why all this shaking is going on. You hear me well tonight. God is allowing us a little preview of some of the persecution that's about to come to this earth. And he said if basically in one prophecy, he said if you cannot contend with the footman, how in the world are you going to, how are you going to make it with the, when the horsemen start running? Come on, if we can't take a little bit of persecution, if we can't go through a little shaking time that's going on all around us without throwing our hands up in the air and saying, my God, it looks like God has forgotten all about us. He's forsaken us. Uh, what are we going to do now? I'm so stressed. I get so tired of hearing all that from children of God. That's to be expected from the world. But you are not of the world. Jesus said you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Child of God, I want you to understand that you are in a place, if you're in the church, we're there that cannot be shaken. I said it cannot be shaken. I said it cannot be shaken. 
Kingdom of God cannot be shaken. Zion cannot be shaken. The church cannot be shaken. Can individuals? Oh, yeah. Individuals can shake because when they start losing their faith in the one who's the king of this kingdom, then we start losing our faith. We start getting shaken on shaken ground, and we wonder, oh, God, what are we going to do? How, how am I going to make a living? What am I going to do about a job? What am I going to do about income? Lord God, don't you know, he owns all the cattle on a thousand hills and all the silver and gold belongs to him Woo! what in the world are you worried about oh I, I've heard I've heard saints of God say oh if so and so doesn't get elected our country's done for well it's done for anyway America I love it but it's not my salvation the United States of America is not my kingdom. Come on, we've only been here, what, a little over 200 years, 250 years or so. Uh, this is not our home. We're just passing through. We used to sing songs about that. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. But no, now, uh, this world is my home, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm going to stay right here because my treasures are in fidelity. <laughs> and in the stock market and the New York Stock Exchange, and boy, it's doing real good. Oh, but if so-and-so gets elected, it, it, it may just fall, and it may just It's going to fall. Come on, it's going to crash everything around you. What God is trying to do, let me tell you what he's trying to do right now is wake his people up and say, turn loose of the things of this world that you've got so much confidence in and get a hold of that which is eternal. Come on, let go of the material. Let go of the temporary and grab a hold of the permanent. Get a hold of the eternal. Woo, hallelujah. Only one safe place. Stay in the church. John said, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And let me tell you what else he's going to do. He's got a fan in his hand. <laughs> and he's going to go down there to the threshing floor. He's going to wave that fan across that threshing floor and all the light stuff's going to blow away. But the wheat, oh yeah. Don't, don't look at me in that tone of voice. I'm going to read it to you. He will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat into his garner, but the chaff he will burn with fire unquenchable. Let me tell you what the Lord is doing right now. I'm not saying God sends evil on the earth, but God allows things to come to try people to see what they're made of. Is your confidence in man? Is your confidence in your job? Is your confidence in Wabash National? Is your confidence in, 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 in um, uh, all these other things? You've got to understand that my confidence is in the Lord. 
Caterpillar might write you a check, but Jesus saves your soul. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Some people, before they get up and read the Bible, read the stock market. Huh? But I'm telling you, God says, I, I'm, I'm getting a church ready. That they're not, they're not in there leaning on this man. They're not in there leaning on the building. Because we may have the building taken away. I mean, this thing ain't over yet. We don't know what all is coming. But I'll tell you what, they can't take what's written in the heart. <laughs> at, first, at first shaking, he said that, that was the things of the earth. Those stones that God wrote on with his own finger, Moses threw them down and crushed them and broke them and had to go back through the whole thing again. The bad thing had to go another 40-day fast. If he'd have thought that out, he might not have thrown them down and broke them, just said, hey, take good care of these. I just spent 40 days without food and water. <laughs> But he got angry, he threw them down, crushed them. I'm, I'm simply saying, but when you get this in your heart, nobody can break this. Come on, we've got a covenant with the king. I'm trying to stay up here because I don't want to I don't want to give anybody anything I've got except the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Except the joy of the Lord. And, and the cameramen back there, I know they get tired of moving all around. They, they're used to this good man standing here and they don't have to work so hard back there for me. They have to move all the time. I'm going to try to behave. But understand, God is trying to get a people that will say, you know what, if I don't have a church building to go to, I'm still going to serve the Lord. If I, if I can't go and hear the pastor tell me I need to pray, I'm going to pray anyway because I just know I need to pray. Yeah. Hallelujah. Not only do I need to, come on, here's the level God is wanting every one of us to get when it comes to service. Our, there's three levels. We can get on the level of, of I've, I've got to, you know, I only do it because I have to. Uh, or, or there's something we need, so we do it because we need to. Or that, that, that we like David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let, let us go to the house of the Lord. Uh, to somehow or another, we got to get past the I, I, I need to or I've got to and get to that I want to. I have a desire to serve the Lord. I pay my tithes and offerings because I want to. Not I need to get a blessing or I, I've got to because the preacher told me I have to. No, I do it because I love God. That has to be the bottom line. We worship him not because we're going to be embarrassed if we don't. Uh, not because we need a blessing. We worship him because we love him. Somebody said, well... When we do get over this COVID thing and do get to come back to church again, there'll be a lot of people that won't come back. And you're right. Did I mess something up? I'm hearing a buzzing. You got it? Okay. Whew. 
You can do all kinds of stuff on them bones anymore. We get to that point sometime where we think, if I don't go to church in a building, if I don't have somebody preaching to me, then I, I don't know what I'm going to do. But God's trying to wake us up and let us see. These things don't matter. I'm not, I'm not knocking. We, we ought to come to church when we can. When we have the opportunity. But it ought to be because we want to. There are some people that are looking for a reason not to. But it doesn't take very many services to have to miss, Sister McGee, like you've had to do, till you get so miserable. She told me, she said, if I can't come back to church, I think I'm just going to sit out there in the parking lot and listen to it, uh, uh, you know, on the, on, the, on the phone. But at least I want to be close to where the saints of God are. That, that, all, that desire, come on, has got to be in us that says, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not satisfied uh, just being at home. Uh, I'm not satisfied. But, but nevertheless, if it comes to that and I'm isolated and there's nobody but me and my family, we're going to serve God. We're going to worship God. We're going to praise the Lord anyhow. I just want you to know do you see me getting excited and moving around up here during the worship service? I'm not trying to put a show on for you. I hope I can set a good example but, but, but if you're just following my lead, I'm going to tell you, there's something missing between your connection between you and God. There needs to be a relationship that says, I'm going to do what God wants me to do because I love God and I want to please God. Because when we were having church in the living room, I'll admit, it felt pretty good to have church in the recliner. Sit, sit there, didn't have to get up and put a suit on, a tie on, just sit there. But I'm going to tell you something. I got to feeling the spirit of the Lord sitting in the living room in that recliner, watching, had, had that thing connected up to the screen about, this, about that big, watching the man of God preach, uh, hearing the two or three people that had gathered to sing. I got to clapping my hands and worshiping God, and I got to saying amen and praising the Lord, and, and tears started flowing down my face, and I got to speaking in tongues, and I, got a, uh, I couldn't stay in the recliner. I had to get up and shout a little bit right there in the living room. Hallelujah. Didn't have a lot of running space, but I did it because it, it doesn't matter if there's 500 people or five people. Jesus said we're two or three are gathered together in my name. There am I in the midst of them. So God has got some shaking going on this end time. He said this time heaven and earth is shaken. But there's only one thing that cannot be shaken and that's the kingdom of God. Don't let the circumstances, the shaking, the uncertainty, the stress, the fear. Come on, let's face it, the fear. What's the worst thing COVID can do to you?
transfer you from here to glory. <laughs> For to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's what Paul said. He said, man, I got a desire to get out of here. But you see, if we're not careful, church, hear me. We become like Laodicea. We have need of nothing. Come on, let's admit, we're pretty blessed. I said, we're pretty blessed. Oh, people like to brag about how poor they are, but you don't even know what poverty is until you've been to some places. Come on, everybody in America nearly is well off. Come on, we're blessed. We're blessed. Everybody say, I am blessed. Go visit a few third world countries and see the condition that they're in. We are blessed. We are blessed. But understand, if we're not careful, our blessing can be our downfall. We get to enjoying our material things so much. Woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. Why is it woe? Because if we're not careful, we get so attached to materialistic things. To like Laodicea, we said, I have need of nothing. But God said, you're blinded. You think you need nothing, but in reality, you are naked. You are blind. Come on. If you don't repent and realize that these things you think you've got don't amount to a hill of beans. Only what you do for the kingdom of God matters. So God is using the fan and he's shaking. The wheat will remain and be gathered, but the chaff will be removed and put in fire. Don't let the shaking remove you, but look over at your neighbor and say, let's remain. He describes it like this, the apostle Paul does. He said that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive... And everybody say it. Remain. One more time. Remain. remain. Remain where? Remain in the church. Come on, remain in the sanctuary. Remain in the safe place. Remain in the kingdom of God. Remain a prayer warrior. Remain a worshiper. Remain a faithful saint of God. Remain a giver. Hallelujah. Remain a, a child of the king. They that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. Three more scriptures, and I'm going to see if I can do them in five minutes. Everybody say, I believe. <laughs> Some of you didn't say it, but thank God you're truthful at least. Psalms 125 and verse 1 reads like this when the Lord turned again I'm sorry verse 1 chapter 125 they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion which cannot be removed Woo, hallelujah but abideth forever Woo, I, li I like how the 
The Christian Bible, a standard Bible reads it. It says, they that trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. It cannot be shaken. It will remain forever. Hallelujah. It cannot be shaken. Come on, that's the word of God. It cannot, cannot be shaken. Isaiah 28 and verse 16. Therefore thus saith the, the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion. Everybody say Zion. And we all know that Zion is a type of the church. I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. The Christian standard version says it like this. He that will believe, will be unshakable. Hallelujah. Will be unshakable. Do you understand this evening, ladies and gentlemen, this is our only safe place. Zion is the only solid foundation. And that rock is Jesus. And that rock is Jesus. The ones who believe it, praise God, are going to stand and not be shaken. And in closing, the parable Jesus gave in Luke the 6th chapter, verse 47. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house. And everybody say he dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. Does anybody here tonight want to be unshakable? Seven or eight of you do. Anybody here want to be unshakable? Get on the rock and stand fast. When all the earth around you is sinking sand, on Christ the solid rock, I stand. It could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth. I'm going to tell you, if your faith and your trust and your confidence is in this world. You're not on the rock. Against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately fell. And the ruin of that house was great. We've got a choice the way I look at it. We can let all this stuff that's going on around us shake our experience, shake our faith, destroy our ability to be happy 
cause us to bring a spirit of depression into the house of God? Cause us to throw up our arms in despair? I'm going to tell you something. Some of you are listening to the wrong stuff on the radio. As pastor said the other night, you, you're reading the wrong stuff on social media. You're talking to the wrong people. How many has ever walked away from a conversation, whether it's a group sitting around Burger King or McDonald's or uh, walking through the mall or whatever, and when you walked away, you felt worse than you did when you got with them? Because you felt, what's the use in going on? Man, the whole world's going to hell in a bread basket. I guess I might as well jump in there with them. Well, you can do that if you want. But I have found a solid rock. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. I have found something that will keep me, that will help me to remain as long as I stay on the solid rock foundation of Jesus Christ, knowing this world is not my home. Stand with me tonight, if you will. Oh, my brother, my sister, are you ready for the call to crown your Savior King and Lord of all? For the kingdoms of this world, does anybody believe this? shall soon before him fall. We shall see the king, the king, Woo, hallelujah, when he comes. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, we will see more shaking before the trumpet sounds. There will be more perilous times because the word of God is not false, it's true. Paul said to Timothy, in the latter days, perilous times shall come. Perilous times. We've not seen the end. Not just in our nation, but all over the world. Understanding in the midst of all this, God has a church that is a victorious church. Hallelujah. That is a church triumphant. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But he said, my word shall never so how many is built on this rock right here? See, anybody got your feet? <laughs> oh, oh, Seagull Brothers, you sing a song, said, I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Whatever you're going through today, thank God you're going through it. But if you get out of the church, you won't go through it. But you hear me tonight. The only way we're going to get through the trials and through the trouble and through the shaking period without ourselves being shaken is get in the middle of the ship and say, here's where I am right here. Woo, hallelujah. I found out, anybody, any of y'all like to cruise? When they ask you, do you want, where do you want your room up? front or in the back 
or down below or way up on the top. Tell them I want right in the middle. Because up there you get this. Back there you get this. Up there you get this. And down there you hear the engines. But in the, right in the middle, everybody else is walking around seasick and you're just smiling. So what, what's he got that I hadn't got? A good seat. I'm going to tell you, get in the middle of this church and say, I'm not going to live on the edge. Not going to live back in the back row. Not going to live up on the front row. I'm going to get right in the middle of this thing. I think this is the first time some of y'all right in the middle are excited tonight. Say, <laughs> so, oh, I'm glad I'm, I'm not in the back and not on the front. I'm glad I'm right here in the middle. Get in the middle. Brother Don Johnson used to sing, in the middle of it all, that's where I want to be. When the Holy Ghost starts falling, let it fall on me. Has anybody got a made-up mind tonight? What I'd like for you to do, I want you to if you're ready for this, if you don't want it, if you some of you didn't raise your hand that, that you don't want to be shaken, and so if you want to be shaken, go ahead and be shaken. There will be some shaken, and they will be removed. But if you want to remain and say, I want to be among those that are not shaken, I want you to, by faith, to walk down to the front of this church, and I want you to leave your fears behind you, your stress, your worry, your fretting, your negative talk, your negative listening. If somebody starts talking about how terrible things are, just start saying, oh, but God's good. Oh, but God's great. Oh, but God's wonderful. How can you be so positive? Oh, I'm in the church of the living God, and I'm on the solid rock, and I will not be shaken. I want you to leave all that behind you and come up by faith and say, you know what? I may not quite be there where I need to be yet, but God loves me enough that he spoke to me through his word tonight, and he's going to help me to get secure. He's going to help me to get situated and founded on the rock so that I will not be moved. The wind cannot blow me away. The flood cannot wash me away. The rain cannot drown me. The fire cannot burn me because I am in the church of the living God and nothing shall by any means harm you.